Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're getting a jump on spring cleaning by attacking our backlogs. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, One of our neighbors, I can't tell if it's, like, in our building or the building across the street, but they are, like, uh, playing the saxophone a lot recently. And so, oh. like, it, like, wafts through the air. It kind of feels like I'm in the beginning of a 1970s, like, neo-noir, uh, like, yeah, Chinatown sure. or something. Um, are they good? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> that, that can make a difference. Our uh, neighbor just, uh, like, on the side, just, uh, like, next to us, um, has started playing uh, piano, started playing keyboard. Um, and, like, they're pretty good, so, like, it's fine. And they also don't play too long or too late. So, like, it's sort of the best version of it. But occasionally, too loud. Occasionally, it's too loud. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, um, I mean... You're just in a no-win scenario if you want to play your instrument in an apartment building. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically, we signed, like, lease agreements that said that we wouldn't have, that we wouldn't have musical instruments in the apartment. <laughs> and we were there, we were there with right. the landlord, the, the, the woman who owned, uh, who owns the building. Um, and we we're like, uh, we've got, like, nine instruments. And she was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <So we're> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of things my old landlord doesn't care about, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? You could if you would like. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And you and give us a, a mailing address, and then your name and address goes on a list, and I may end up sending you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want, you send it back. I pay for post postage both ways. It's you pre-addressed, you don't have to do anything really <clears throat> one thing you might have to do is put up with a copy of untitled goose game because the goose is in there as a spoiler i am sorry sometimes you get the goose sometimes you want the goose and you end up getting sonic forces uh, ap apologies all around but it's a perfect program so we dare not question it the other thing we're doing is we are giving away a copy of tokyo mirage session sessions Oof, that gets me every single time here we go it's tough tokyo <laughs> yeah. mirage sessions sharp yes. fe uh, yes. and code for the US eShop. All you got to do in order to uh, have a chance to win is write into us Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. And in, in the subject line, write sharp FE, that is the hashtag FE. And then in the body of the email, write who your Mirage would be, your avatar, um, the person that gives you your power. It can be a Nintendo character. It can be anything in the world. And do that by March 15th. We'll collect all of those entries. and We'll be randomly selecting one. And then uh, we'll send you the code. Um, so, some great emails so far. Uh, it, whether or not you describe a good or funny or appropriate 
uh, Mirage will have no bearing on the likelihood that you get a, a copy of uh, this game. But I like reading them, so uh, keep keep sending them along. I'm sure we will talk about it on the episode where the uh, where the recipient is selected. Um, and hey, Mark, you've been loving this game, right? Or at least you've been playing it. <laughs> no, I I am. I do. I am <laughs> loving it. Uh, t- uh, right before we were recording tonight, I was going on a second date in the game with um somebody and you of course the character you play like is totally oblivious to the fact that everybody has a crush on you like the big revelation that my character had like three minutes before i went on the state was like oh my gosh everybody sees me as the leader and it's like yeah dude that's the whole point of the entire game anyways i love it yeah it's 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 (laughs) wonderful yeah it's great i love it um all right mark let's get into our topic of the week let's reevaluate our backlogs Now, this topic sort of came up because uh, a couple weeks ago, I had expressed that I was in a gaming rut, that there are three games that I continue to play over and over again. Uh, those games are Animal Crossing, Ring Fit Adventure, and Hades. Um, and at this point, like, I'm not getting any like new joy out of them. I'm just stuck in them. Um, and in some ways, that's comforting, and that's fine. And like, you know, I will continue to play Animal Crossing and Ring Fit Adventure at least. Uh, but probably also Hades. Um, but we we thought it might be a good idea to. Well, we we got an email from uh from Colton, and Colton writes. I'm going to read part of this email here. Colton writes, uh, Mark and Patrick, I have some suggestions to help you get out of your game rut. Um, and then here here are the suggestions. So we're uh, we're going to read through these suggestions, and we're going to talk about them real quick. But then we are going to go through the entirety of Nintendo's first party output for the Switch. Uh, and sort of evaluate whether any of those qualify as a uh, backlog worth revisiting for us. Um, but so Colton's suggestions are Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is, of course, the Breath of the Wild-like Ubisoft game. Um, Colton writes, this, the, the Ubisoft game is not as good as Nintendo's beautiful masterpiece, but I was intrigued by it because of the visuals uh, and dove deep, and it was a quite good experience. I would give it an eight. Uh, then Colton goes on to say that he played it on a PlayStation 5 and uh, warns me not to be too put off by the voice acting, that there's a lot of it up front, but that it kind of goes away and it ends up being a quiet game like Breath of the Wild. Um, And then suggestion, uh, there are two suggestion number twos, which, Colton, confusing. Um, But uh, number two, Final Fantasy IV, a.k.a. two in the U.S., the SNES version. Uh, I played this recently for the first time ever, and man, what a great game. I don't think it's available on any modern systems in a legitimate form, but uh, that may make it more difficult. Um, Colton, you're correct. Uh, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 is not available uh, in any like easily accessible way. I do have a Super Nintendo cart for it, um, and I love that game to pieces. Uh, if I were to play it, it would be a... Um, feeling like I'm 12 years old again kind of thing much like I'm doing currently with Final Fantasy 3 um so like good suggestion uh but you know I'm sort of already scratching that specific itch uh Colton also suggests Final Fantasy 15 and tells me to ignore the haters um that it is a fun game and then also uh mentions Dark Souls Remastered um which I know Mark uh you were playing on on Switch for a while yeah that's right and another it's one of those where like I've played it was really enjoying it put it down and then dark souls like those sorts of games are hard for me to come back to because it requires like such a rhythm that uh it's easy to get out of yeah and so uh, you know 
Colton suggested there a lot of uh, not first party games, um, which is a, a totally valid like avenue to uh, go down. We are going to, for this episode, sort of stick to the first party output um, games that we have uh, almost certainly talked about in some capacity uh, on, on the show before. But, you know, there was a while there where a lot of games were coming out or where things felt like they were our genre and they weren't or we were doing something else. Anyway, there's a lot here. So let's dig into it. I've got these roughly arranged by release date. Um, and I've also tagged every single game that has gotten like a significant amount of DLC that may, you know, make it warrant revisiting. Um, I did not put a little marker on games that have received like constant updates like uh, uh, Mario Tennis Aces or Splatoon 2. Um, although Splatoon 2 had a different, did have a major update, so it is tagged. Look, we'll talk about it when we get to it. The first game on the list is, of course, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, Mark, I feel like I've had the experience that I'm going to have with this game, uh, and th if I were to play it now, it would be replaying it, right? Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. You know, one thing that I dabbled with but didn't really um spend a ton of time with was like master mode which you know i oh, yeah. like i couldn't even really get off the uh um the great I mean, plateau I, yeah i couldn't get off the great plateau i couldn't really do anything past like the first like shrine or so just because it, it was it was t all too much for me so yeah i think my breath of the wild experience uh i had it i loved it and now i'm looking forward to like whatever the sequel brings yeah and someday I think there'll be enough distance between me and the first time I played Breath of the Wild that I will want to revisit it just like as it is, but we, we are not there yet. Next game on the list is Snipper Clips, which did in fact receive a significant amount of DLC, including new like maps and puzzles and multiplayer stuff. Um, is this a, I, I played a bunch of this game right when it came out, um, sort of as part of there was nothing else on the Switch uh, at, at, at this point. Um, I think I've probably had my fill of it, um, but Mark, I know you revisited uh, Snipper Clips not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it was probably like it's probably a year ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, man, Snipper Clips is the sort of game where I I think I would need like a reason to go back to it. Like I would need like yeah. like to do it with a group. I don't think I want to play by myself. I didn't pick up the DLC at all. I can't remember. Did you pick? Did you pick it up? I think I did. I don't know. <laughs> This this is one uh, that I I think I bought the DLC being like yes I will get back to it but I maybe just have to be honest with myself that like my experience with Snipper Clips until I'm you know in a place where I'm physically playing video games again with like someone new uh, like actually in that space that it it's not there, there's no real reason to revisit. Yep. Yeah. Um. Next on the list is of course the classic one two switch. Uh, I've had my experience with that. I don't need to revisit. Mark. <laughs> I had I've had my experience with that too, and um, that was like the 15 minutes that I played at your house, and that was all yeah. I needed. Yeah, the, you you get the idea. You uh, answer the phone. That's the best game in there is answer the phone. <laughs> uh, next game on here is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. This is one for me. This kind of like snipper clips where it's like uh, I almost I know that it exists, but I rarely like want to return to it. When I yeah. do return to it. Like, I have fun for the time that I'm playing it, but, um, man, I mean, this is one where, yes, please give me DLC. Oh, my gosh. If there was a DLC tag on there, I'd be there right away. Yeah, I mean, I played so much of this game when it was on the Wii U 
um, and then also have played a bunch of it on the Switch, and I feel like it's still a, a fantastic game, and I do have fun whenever I play it, but, like, man, I know every single one of those tracks, like, backwards and forwards, like, the game holds no surprises for me anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm not saying that, like, I'm done with it, but, like, there's no, there's no, like, reason to play it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe along the same vein uh, as that is arms. Um, Mark, I forget. Did you pick up arms? I did not buy it. I didn't really. I I didn't really love the demo. Um, like I couldn't. The motion controls I wasn't super into. The regular controls I wasn't super into. So it just wasn't like. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I did. Uh, I I I played a, a a fair amount of arms. Um, I would say that even for. Like, I always get excited about uh, one-on-one fighting games. Uh, not uh, There are obviously some that I don't, but I get excited about a lot of them. Uh, and I usually end up putting more time into them than I ended up actually putting into ARMS. Um, not because I don't like it aesthetically, but just kind of like, I don't know, the, the, the gameplay is just like a shade off of, of, of what I really want. So I think that's probably another one that goes in the, like, I've had my experience with it. It's neat when they do a sequel, we'll talk again, but like... You know, and until then, I'm 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 sort of out, which leads us to Splatoon Two, which did in fact have a big healthy chunk of DLC in the form of the Octo expansion. Um, you know, over like two years ago now at 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 this point. Um, Mark, how are you feeling about Splatoon Two? Oh man, I you know the Super Mario Brothers Splatfest that they had just like a few weeks ago. That was so much fun because it brought me back to the game after it yeah. had been, you know, a while since I had played it. And once I'm into Splatoon 2, like, I remember how much fun it is. And so it makes me, on the one hand, sad that, like, Splatfests are over with. On the other hand, really excited to spl- see Splatoon 3 announced for next year. So that way, yeah, like, more Splatoon in my life. I'm very excited for it. I didn't pick up the Octo uh, expansion. and It's cool. I know, I remember you re- liking it, but I also remember it being described as, like, very difficult. And it is I, that, yeah. I never completed the, uh, like, the single-player content that's in Splatoon 2, just, like, the regular one. Just because I found some of it, like, I was kept failing, like, the task, and so it just mm-hmm. became tedious to, like, try again and again. And so that's what kind of put me off the, uh, the expansion stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, like, I, I never finished the expansion, but, like, I definitely got to the point where I had, like, maxed out my ability to uh like finish the the challenges as as they presented themselves um yeah at this point like i'm gonna put it in the like i don't need to revisit category partially because i want to keep that like rarefied air for when splatoon Mm, 3 comes mm -hmm. out um and then it's gonna be oh the sweeter right it's gonna be so good yes and i'm like oh i have so many questions about this game like uh will splatoon 3 have salmon run will it have something else in place of salmon run or will it have Salmon Run and something else I would else love that. Like that. Ooh, I would love oh, that. Oh, man. Last time you and I got on and just played Salmon Run together, that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love Salmon Run. <sighs> I don't want to talk myself out of my decision to like, not go back to it. But every now and then, I feel like I should go back to it. Number seven on our list is Flip Wars. What? Yeah, this is the uh, like uh, robot bottom bash, right? Where they're like stomping their butts yeah. on tiles to flip it over. This is one of those like totally weird... I'd, it feels like maybe like a tech demo that they turn into a um, downloadable title. This is a, yeah. I never think about it except when I'm making some sort of joke on this podcast about Flip Wars. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Have no experience with it. Have decided that's my experience with it. There are a couple other um, like pretty small, like single concept, uh, like indie ish games that are on this list um, that I think are more interesting and that I may actually be interested in in coming back to. We'll get to them way later down the list. But I think Flip Wars is just going to be you know relegated to the uh, joke bin of, of of history for us here. Uh, next on the list, Mark, I, I say we switch off at, at the 10, and then we, we go back and forth of who's, who's leading. Perfect. Um, uh, next, uh, number eight is uh, Pocken Tournament DX, um, which has received a lot of DLC in the form of uh, new characters. Uh, I gave this one sort of a, a second look uh, when it was free to play as part of Nintendo Switch Online. I have had my experience with it, which is you know maybe three or four hours, uh, and I don't need to, uh, I don't need to revisit. Yeah, That's I played I the yeah I played the demo when that was I think first released, and um you know finding games aren't really my thing, and this one I found just like uh yeah not just super not my thing. Yeah. Um. Next up is Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, which is of course the Dynasty Warriors, the Musou esque uh game featuring Fire Emblem characters. So I think if there are, because Fire or, or uh, like Dynasty Warriors like games are going to appear a couple times on this list, and I think if there's any that I like plug myself back into, for me it's going to be um, Age of Calamity, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Like um, I played uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses last year. Was it last year? Two years ago? Two years two- ago, 2019. That's yeah. crazy. Um, and had like a blast with it, but. Uh, I don't know that much other like Fire Emblem stuff, and although I guess like Warriors is a new story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who am yeah. I kidding? I feel like I always trick myself with these Musou games where I'm like, this one I'm going to like play and like really enjoy, but I always like quickly hit a wall. So this is another one that I I think I am. Uh, it's just not for me. Right. Didn't didn't buy. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. Not, not not gonna not gonna not gonna be tricked into it. Uh, up next is Super Mario Odyssey. Whew. So this one uh, I put a lot of time into. Did not do, like, I have not gotten every moon possible. Um, and, you know, weirdly, when there was a time, maybe like, at this point, it was like two years ago where I revisited it. And I was having a lot more fun with it than I was like uh, when I initially played it. Um, but I actually found that uh, Odyssey, for some reason... I had a, I have a hard time going back to for the same reason I had a hard time going back to Breath of the Wild when the DLC came out and that was because like I in order to like I feel like in order to get a lot of the moons in order to progress to a certain point in uh, Odyssey you have to like master the controls and I could never like master the controls to the point where I'm like throwing my hat doing a dive hitting Cappy oh, yeah. bouncing off of it like you know uh, doing the next thing and chaining those things together and so. I kind of felt like I like hit the ceiling of what I could accomplish in Odyssey, which is a little bit of a bummer because there was so much left of that game. Yeah. Um, I had gotten to that point where like I had this sort of like Mario moveset galaxy brain of throwing the hat, diving, jumping off the hat, throwing it again, diving again, um, and like really covering huge expansive areas. Um, and I played a lot of that uh, Luigi's Balloon World mm-hmm. um, like with that in mind because like, you know, people can really get Mario like <laughs> jetting through the world, um, and then place <coughs> placing balloons in like impossible to reach places. Um, but I feel like I also hit a wall on that where like 
you know, you're either like there, there are a couple places people hide balloons because they're far away or they're high or whatever. And you just learn how to get those. And those are the only places people put them or they've found a way to like glitch in the middle of the uh, pyramid. And you're like, well, I'm just never going to get this balloon. So what's the point? <laughs> um, you know, and that's that's sort of the uh, the downfall of any sort of like user generated content. Right. Is that it, you're going to go back and forth between like, oh, this is so easy because I've done it a bunch of times and this is literally impossible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love Super Mario Odyssey. I think I'm done with that game. Yeah, for me, I, I would put it in the Breath of the Wild category where it's like, I know that someday I'm going to come back and revisit Absolutely. this. But yes. I'm not quite ready to like start from scratch on it yet. Uh, next is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I have no experience with. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, both 1 and 2, are games that I... Look, that I was like, this one, this will be the one. This will be the release that gets me into Xenoblade. Uh, I think two is more likely than one for me to go back to. But I don't, I don't, you know, I, the aforementioned warning about like, hey, Patrick, don't let the voice acting get you down in uh, um, Immortals Phoenix Rising because there isn't that much of it eventually. I don't think that is true about uh, Z- Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2. I think those characters are chatty throughout. So I think that's probably going to keep me away forever. I, I actually want to jump ahead a little bit because I feel like the thing that would bring me to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 might be Torn of the Golden Country. Um, now, that which, is interesting. Which I've heard good things about and is its own like separate thing. And also, I think is supposed to be like shorter than um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like It's not as big, and that's appealing yeah. to me. So I think that's one that um, like I would take a look at as like that is something i'm interested in experiencing because it feels like it would allow me to like <laughs> i mean in a way it allow me to like experience a little bit of xenoblade chronicles too um but then also Without have like to this... play xenoblade yes, chronicles exactly. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah precisely yeah i i mean i i can totally see where like that is appealing although at this point i have spent 120 dollars on xenoblade chronicles games <laughs> that i've not played more than like four hours of and i cannot justify spending another 20 bucks or 30 or whatever it is you know i think that's i think that is totally fair but i am I, I wonder how um, how i can denote this because i feel like at the end of this um we should have some sort of like list that i can say okay mm. these are games so maybe i'll just put a little asterisk next to it for me okay um and we haven't I haven't said anything yet, right, that I'm gonna go back to? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. Okay, so uh Dragon Quest Builders is our next game, which is a Square Enix developed game but published in the US by Nintendo. I played the demo for this one, had a blast with it. Um, but I uh, there are so many games where I'm like, ooh, this would be fun if I could sink like my teeth into it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't sink my teeth into it because uh I just don't have the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, Mark, I'm going to pull a mark on this one, uh, and I'm going to say, let's jump ahead a little bit, because uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is also on this list, um, and that is one that I played the, um, the huge demo, what's it called, a a giant demo, it's something, it's, it's hilarious, they, they use a a synonym for big, uh, in describing the demo, and I really liked it, and was like, this is something that I should play and would actually really, really enjoy. And I didn't do it. Um, so I think this is one that I'm going to say I, I am going to put on my list. And Mark, you put an asterisk. I'm going to put a P. 
to mark something that I'm interested in revisiting. So, okay, now we have to talk about Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2, which I, correct me if I'm wrong, for an episode of the show, we both played Bayonetta 2, or did you play Bayonetta 1 and I played Bayonetta 2? Can't remember how we did it. I don't remember. I think we (laughs) split it up. I think we split it up because we, uh, I think, I, I have the package that has both of the games. Um, though I, I don't, I definitely I only so have this. Yeah, this. I, I definitely only have the second game. I just remember not really liking it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the like flashy character action game is not really uh, our genre unless we're like really into the character. And even then, like I, I just don't think we really care that much about it. So I think it's fair to say that neither of us are interested in revisiting Bayonetta. Star Allies, Kirby Star Allies. Hmm, what to make of this game? Because if we're talking about like backlogs and like things we sh- might want to return to, I'm torn a little bit because I actually I think that probably now Kirby Star Allies is a much better game when I played it originally when it yeah, first came I'm, out. I think I want to push back against that a little bit though because not not that I checked in on it, you know, a full year or more after its release. But I, I checked in after the like first release of like the the Kirby friends that you yeah. could like transform into that aren't just uh, the enemies. Um, and while that's a fun feature, it's not like they ever added any new levels or like anything else gameplay wise. Like it's just other characters, and like you you kind of need the various character abilities that don't fall into the category of like what the buddies can do. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I do not think it has actually improved that much since it, since it was mm. released. I, there's more in it, but I don't think yeah. any of it is like stuff you have to, or even really want to play with. I think my mistake with the, my, the first time I played it is I didn't play it in with multiplayer. Like I, it was yeah. just me and it was not, I, I don't think that was the right way to experience that game. I'll agree with that. Up next is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which, ooh, did I love this game. Um, I'm super into Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And this is one that goes in the Breath of the Wild and uh, Super Mario Odyssey pile for me, where it's like, I know that someday I am coming back to experience this. Yeah, just to, like, to, to play it again, um, which would also be the situation for me. I never bought it on Switch, though. Um, I've, I've only played the uh, Wii U version. Um, so maybe that is one that I will actually like. Oh, if I could pick up like a used copy, not to pay full price for it, um, that 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 might be nice. Because I look, I'm always like hurting for a new like, uh, or newer um like side scrolling platformer sort of experience, especially one that's as polished as Tropical Freeze. And I I think that the some of the changes they made to Tropical Freeze, like you know, uh, for Switch giving characters an extra heart and stuff like that make a huge difference like it's still difficult but um not like super punishing which is the reputation of the game on wii u yep and it's well earned so (laughs) so hyrule warriors definitive edition this one again falls into that same sort of category where um like i'm i'm with you i think if i were to go back and try to finish one of these games or get into one of these games it would be age of calamity yeah well 100 percent um and i mean well it is impressive that hyrule warriors in its definitive edition has so much content in it in terms of like playable characters and stuff it becomes the game is already like a mishmash of different zelda games 
and it uh with all the extra content is like heightened to a level of absurdity where it's just like zelda nonsense being thrown at you through a muso engine for hours and hours and hours almost unlimited number of hours um so yeah i don't i i don't uh i don't feel the need to go back to that and then next is pokemon quest which is an interesting entry it's also a mobile game um, it's free to play, kind of has like a Minecrafty aesthetic, or at least all yeah. like it's very blocky. They're all real blocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this, my experience with this was a lot like uh, other Pokemon games, where you know I just played. I guess I just started it because it was free to play, and I thought it was super cute. And then you know, like, uh, but not enough to keep going. Yeah, this is one I downloaded, didn't ever turn on, uh, and then deleted from my Switch. Uh, again, free to play, so no big deal. Um, but yeah, there's there, there's no way I'm going back to this one. And then Sushi Striker, way of the Sushido, Sushido. Uh, I played the demo, but I played it on Switch, and I don't know how this game is supposed to operate on Switch. Like, obviously, it was uh, also released on the 3DS, and I think that way makes way more sense because of the touch controls, where you're like tossing like sushi yeah. plates and like all that kind of stuff. It was just way less. I you can play it in touchscreen like handheld mode on Switch, but um. I just don't think it was a game that worked that well. Yeah, and I mean, like this, I there there was a demo, right? Yeah, there, there definitely was a demo. Um, and I I remember playing it too, and just like not really being able to wrap my head around like the puzzle mechanic of it. Like you can get through a lot of levels by just like kind of swiping around and being like, yeah, I think that's how that goes. Um, but like I never reached a point where I was like, ah, I get it and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I yeah, this is a uh, one that I will re- again to the the joke bin right like one that we can bring up as as a joke later on. Mm-hmm. Next up is Mario Tennis Aces, um, the Camelot developed uh, Mario Tennis game with a sort of a rough story mode or a, a story mode that mostly led to a, a series of um, hyper difficult challenges uh, that didn't really let you like progress or grow or anything like that um i think i had my fun with this game um i did finish the story mode um and like uh you know i never quite got so good at the game that i could like hold my own online um and like that's uh i don't know that's that's a big enough threshold for me that like i'm i'm not getting back to it yeah i i kind of had my experience with it and then Later, they released an update for the game that kind of like made story mode a little bit more approachable. Um, but for me, the big hang up was I could never get the online to work. And so, yeah. like, you know, they would have all these tournaments, and I know that I would get crushed, but I couldn't even play a single match. And so, th- that kind of like the shine wore off the game fairly quickly. So, this is another one where it's like, yeah, I think I had my experience with it too. And, um, I like I'm curious what what's your temperature on the golf game? I mean I'm I'm going to get it. I'm going to try it out. Like um I've I've enjoyed the uh, little bit of uh Mario Kart or Mario Kart Mario Golf on the 3DS that I I have have been playing for the last like month or so. Um just as like a a nice chill kind of like low stakes um Mario uh, experience. Um so like I'm 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 into that and I I I feel like the tennis offers something similar and I've just already, I've just burned through that experience, you know? Yeah. I think that for the golf game, like rush mode or whatever it's called, that seems like chaotic. Yeah, it seems really cool. <laughs> um, next up is Octopath Traveler. Um, a game that I think both of us have played maybe 
a quarter of, maybe an eighth of. Um, and as, as previously discussed on this show, no one can finish this game. Not, <laughs> no one can. It can never be finished. Uh, I think I'm, I've, I've had my experience with Octopath Traveler. Give me that uh, triangle strategy, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, Octopath. It's interesting because like, I feel like I got my money's worth of Octopath Traveler, even though I didn't finish the game. Yes. Like I had like an experience that I wanted to have and it was like great. And that's how I feel about like Project Triangle Strategy where I'm like, I know I'm looking at this game and I know that I am never going to finish this game. But I Oh yeah. But like I cannot wait for like uh to get into it and I will buy it at full price. And I honestly for me I think some of it is like uh that like 2D HD or whatever they call it. It's like beautiful, those aesthetic yeah. choices are so good because you would think that I would have the same sort of affinity for Bravely Default 2, and I don't. I'm like, I don't. I have, like, almost no interest in that game. Even yes. though uh, I think, like, if I got into it mechanic-wise, I would probably have... I imagine that I would get as it's far into Bravely Default 2. It's pretty similar, mechanically, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I'm not going to. Aesthetically, they just, like, hooked me. And so yeah. I'm told, I really enjoyed my time with Octopath Traveler. And I anticipate that I will be playing about the same amount of Project Triangle Strategy. Look, uh, those games, uh, they're like the perfect game to play 20 hours of and then uh, realize you need to put in another 100 and then stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There, it's it's not like quite good enough, but it's not. Yeah. But like, I still feel like, yeah, like for 20 hours or whatever I played into it, I feel like. I mean, let's. Let's just appreciate how how wild it is that we can say like yeah I enjoyed it for twenty minutes or twenty hours twenty hours Mark like it's <laughs> such a long amount of time to derive enjoyment out of a piece of art like that should be enough like yeah there's totally. no, there's no shame in being like I'm not gonna play the the back you know hundred hours <laughs> like it's fine. Uh, next up is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, this one I played a very little bit of on uh, on Switch because I had sort of already played it to death. Um, on Wii U, this is one that for me I am ready to go back to. Like mm, it has been mm-hmm. enough time. Uh, I would like to uh, really dig into Captain Toad's uh, Treasure Tracker on Switch. It'll be a replaying experience, but yeah, this is one that like as far as backlogs are concerned, I'll put back on there as a, as a replay experience. I'm there. And th- this one has DLC, I think, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's less like levels and more um like the the two player mode and Got like it. A, yeah, a, a couple is it like the fine Luigi thing part of that? I don't remember. I don't remember um, either. So I've I have never played any of this game. I played the demo when they had one for Switch and then, you know, like there are the levels in Super Mario 3D World that give mm-hmm. you that same sort of like experience. But yeah, this is one that I think I will definitely put on my backlog. Um, one of the things I'm appreciating, uh, now that I have like more time with, uh, Super Mario 3D World is just like how adorable Captain Toad is. And we always knew that Captain Toad was adorable, but like his, uh, emotions, like his facial expressions, the way he runs, the way he approaches the world is just really, really cute. And, uh, I, I, I definitely want to play more of it. Um, next up is Go Vacation. Developed by Bandai Namco. Um, yeah, getting a big shrug from me too, Mark. I'm just going to mark it off here and neither of us are going to visit, uh, revisit or visit it. <laughs> um, next up is Super Mario Party. Um, a difficult game for the time that we live in. 
um, because it so demands that you be in a space with at least two other people, probably four, like four people total. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine a world where I go back to Super Mario Party in, in any capacity. Yeah, and I, I don't think I'll ever pick it up. I think like Mario Party for me is a franchise because I've never like ever sunk time into like a particular game. It's always been like, oh, I played one in my friend's house or I rented this and then, you know, played yeah. it for a little bit before we returned it. And so for me, Mario Party is kind of like uh, Mario Kart where it's like, or the Just Dance series where it's like, oh, the most recent one is always the one I'm going to pick up. So yeah. like Super Mario Party, I'm not going to get, but maybe the next one I will. Yeah. And, you know, if I do find myself in a situation where someone's like, what can the four of us all do together with Joy-Cons? Yeah. Uh, then I'll be like, oh, okay, we could we could play around. Play one, two, switch. Nope. I would think <laughs> that we would go to Super Mario Party and just to do the raft uh, mini game. Did you ever <laughs> mess around with that? No, it was so but fun. I remember, yeah, I, I I never did. Um, it's it's a good fun time. There are a lot of like cooperative games that it makes you play with four people, which is utter chaos, and I absolutely adore it. Uh, next on the list is the World Ends with You Final Remix. Of course, developed by Square Enix, um, and this is a sorta remake of a Nintendo DS game from like 20 years ago. Um, this was supposed to be like kind of a crummy port, right? Um, oh, that, I don't like, know. I don't. Is that the case? I could see how, um, you know, like the this game is available on mobile. It's available on tablets. Yeah. It's available a lot of other places, and I could see how that is the ideal way to play it. Such. The uh, original game was created for the DS, so the touch mechanics are a big part of it. I don't, um, I actually, I don't remember if it was considered a bad port or not, but we have the sequel coming uh, right. this year, or I guess in the future. I can't remember I if think we know we when have it's it coming, coming or not. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And so uh, this is one that I would like to revisit <gasps> with, the with the caveat that I think I would do it on tablet. Like, I think I would just buy it from the like app store and not necessarily buy the switch version of it but yeah, so i'm going smart. to i'm going to do this like i'm going to this is a qualified asterisk this is a qualified pickup for me um yeah i i do i think this is a series that i want to get into or at least attempt um let's make that an asterisk with an asterisk <laughs> perfect uh next up of course is pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu um this is not a game that i picked up uh but mark i know that you had spent some time with let's go eevee and pikachu uh pikachu right you went pikachu version no i i went eevee why can i never remember this <laughs> and i think that i might have brought it over to your house at one point yeah. and we played like a little bit of the drop-in multiplayer i loved pokemon let's go eevee um i loved that they brought the catch mechanic over from go that's one of the things that I find so annoying in Pokemon is having to like whittle their health yeah. down without knocking them out and then trying to capture them. I like that it was just straight into like, hey, let me like capture these Pokemon. Um, I had a ton of fun. In I had more fun with it than I did with uh, Shield. And mm -hmm. if they made another one in the Let's Go style, I would 100% be on board. That being said, I feel like I had my experience with it and I don't necessarily need to go back but I would totally go to another region. It, I, yeah. I just had so much fun. It was like the Pokemon that I wanted. Yeah, and like that's a little bit where I am too, minus the fact that I didn't actually play this game. Um, so like 
I do feel like I would be interested in an experience like this, but the idea that we may be getting another let's go for like a newer generation, um, possibly this year or, you know, Pokemon celebrating its 25th anniversary. So like, who knows, um, makes me feel like, uh, instead of revisiting this or visiting it for the first time, visiting the old game, which is then, you know, it's also, uh, like since it's sort of a remake of red and blue is a game that I have played before, right? Like in, in some capacity. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll hold out for the next one and make like a, an evaluation at, at, at that time. Um, number 28 on our list is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which of course has received multiple extra rounds of DLC, um, as, as we go through this. Um, I have gone back to Super Smash Brothers a couple times, um, you know, like during the pandemic and all of that. This one kind of feels like it's in the same vein as the games that I keep playing, but like, I don't feel any like new fresh joy from even when there's like a, I, I bought the, the, the new um, character pack. Cause I knew I was going to eventually <laughs> after, after they announced Sephiroth, I was like, all right, that's enough. That's I'll do it. Um, and so like, I messed around with the new characters for a little bit and, you know, got, got the new um, spirits from like their specific spirit boards. And like, I'll keep coming back to it like, like that, but it's, it's never going to be a game that I can like, really zero in on and like focus on um and play it like seriously um because i don't i don't even know if the game wants to be played seriously yeah i think what i'm looking for is kind of like the same thing for um mario kart 8 deluxe and snipper clips where it's like ooh, like i am dying for the opportunity to be with a group of people who are like hey let's play smash brothers um i think that's what's what it's going to take to get me back to ultimate which I think is like an absolutely amazing game, but I, I personally am feeling like a little bit weirdly like fatigued with like new characters. Like I totally forgot the Sephiroth was announced for it, yeah, right, and like is in the game right now. Um, but that's just because like that's not where my uh, like attentions are really. Like I feel like we've been so spoiled with awesome characters in Smash Brothers that it is exciting when a new one is announced. But I also feel like they've just like kind of uh run out of characters in a weird way where it's like i don't i don't know what like what is what what, what can could... possibly get us excited yeah 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 that's that's exactly right um next up is fitness boxing uh which i uh, look i got ring fit adventure i don't need another i don't need another fitness game on the switch i i you know i tried the demo for fitness boxing too and um i you know i think these games mark you're are, skipping ahead you're skipping ahead I, I what you can skip, do I am, I am skipping ahead <laughs> if you want um you know i think these games are a budget price and for mm. uh what they do like it seemed fine but not something that i am eager to revisit um i am just going ahead and marking off uh fitness boxing 2 as well with fitness boxing 1 um yeah that games we don't really need to revisit you know, so New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, this is a game that I did revisit uh, maybe a year ago. Maybe it was during the pandemic. I can't remember. But, um, you know, I had bought it when it first was released on Switch and, and back in 2018. And I don't think, you know, like I played it a little bit, but you and I had played the Wii U version um, for this show not that long before it was released on Switch. And so yeah. I was feeling just a little bit like, oh, great, like, I have this, but I don't need to play it again, again. And then, um, you know, maybe a year ago, got back into it and really fell in love with this game. I think it's amazing. I think because I still feel like I played it 
fairly recently. I'm I'm not ready to go back to it yet. But uh, there is that like super Luigi stuff that um, yeah, I have more not difficult re- versions of yeah, the levels. I, yeah, exactly. And I have not played so maybe, but no, I still have like 3D World to get through. Yeah, you get you got Mario to play. Um, yeah, uh, this is one that I'm 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 done with. Like I've I've, I've played that game. Um, both uh, when you and I played it together, and that that was even like a revisiting of of the game for me. So yeah, like I I I think I'm done. Tetris ninety nine. Hmm. Mark, I have put more hours into Tetris ninety nine on the Nintendo Switch than any than all other games I've played on the system combined, like by a country mile. Like it is five or six hundred hours of Tetris ninety nine. Um, it is a game that I will uh like subconsciously find myself playing again um that like i don't have any control over it the game plays me i think um so like i i it's never really off my uh, frequently played <laughs> games list um uh just because i don't bring it up on every week's show doesn't mean i'm not playing it um so yeah i don't it's i i, I don't even know how to properly answer the question of like <laughs> what my relationship is with it yeah, and I so I guess like I don't know how to classify my mine either. It's definitely not something that I'm playing often. In fact, I kind of forget about it. But whenever that there is, whenever there's a new Tetris Maximus Cup, um, oh, yeah. I'm always like bringing it out. So I would say that it's like in a soft backlog for me. But I don't feel like I wouldn't mark it as like I'm going to revisit it because I don't feel like I've ever like fully put it away. Um, yeah, even if I'm not playing it super often. So. Uh, but yeah, keep on trucking, Tetris 99. Love it. Game of the year, every year. <laughs> oh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah, a dark horse that you, I feel like has been all but forgotten. Yeah, and I intend to keep it forgotten. I do not intend to play this game. Um, I really enjoyed this game. I played all the way through it, got everything in it. Um, and yeah, I don't feel the need to to revisit it. Most of my enjoyment was of playing it uh, co-op with my friend Taylor. Um, he was visiting for like the weekend and we spent too much time playing this game. Um, had, had a really fun time, but like, you know, I don't, I think on, on the revisit, uh, any of its uh, adorable spectacle is going to be kind of dulled by the fact that I've seen it before and I'm not experiencing it with a friend. Box boy plus box girl. Ooh, this is a good one. This um, is a good one. I d- played a lot of bye bye box boy bye bye box boy or did i i know that i (laughs) i know that i bought it but now that i think about it Mm -hmm. i actually think probably the one that i put the most time into is box boy plus box girl um but would i want to revisit it yes the answer is yes in a co-op capacity but uh because i feel like i my memory and it is hazy at this point clearly is that um, there are some like levels where you can't actually like access everything unless you're doing the co-op levels, and so I think that right. kind of like frustrated me a little bit and put me off exploring a lot more. But I loved dressing up in my box. I loved like putting it's using so like good. the costume features yep. and the different combinations. That was super fun. Box is adorable. Um, box boy is adorable. I, I I like this world. This would be a fun one to revisit with somebody else. Yeah, we should at some point, uh, when we feel comfortable like meeting in a park or something, uh, play some uh, co-op box boy box girl. Can you do it on like uh, a, a, a them like network together? I don't. So, I like, think 
so I I think you have to be on the same like Wi-Fi network. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I, I I think I mean that tells you how little I've like used my Switch yeah. with other people. Is like I feel like it doesn't have a Bluetooth like uh like offline oh, yeah, sharing. That's a great but point. But I yeah. don't know for sure. Don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm going to put both of our um, interest markers on here because I think we're both interested in revisiting Box Boy and Box Girl. Which brings us to Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, a fun, like, surprise reveal when this was announced where it's like uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer mashed up, which is an indie game, mashed up with uh, the Legend of Zelda series. And um, I I don't know if you played Crypt of the Necrodancer. I can't remember if you played the demo or anything. But no. um, th- this is one that I liked more in theory than in practice when trying out the demo. Yeah, and this is also one that has received uh, like significant DLC since since it was launched. Um, but yeah, like none of it. The uh, Z- Zelda feels like such a explory kind of take your time game, and just knowing that um, this is so based on like rhythm and making a decision with every beat of the music uh, kind of just makes me not interested in it what to what to do with super mario maker 2 what to do with super mario maker 2 it's a great question because like it's good and like you can always jump in and like play some new cool levels or like design some stuff and then run out of steam and then stop playing it again. I feel like th- that's this is my pattern with it is that I always want to get into it more than I am actually able to get into it. Um, the creation tools are so robust and so cool. And now there's like the world maker um, and all that just feels like the sky is the not the, there are a ton of limits on it, actually. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'm I'm just never going to like. I don't want to turn my game time into work time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And some of it for me is just like, I, uh, any of these games that have a creation mode, I just don't have really like the creativity or the patience to mm-hmm. take part in it. Um, I loved the story mode in Super Mario Maker 2 because I thought oh, yeah. like they used it as a way to like seed ideas for, you know, like, hey, here's like things you could do in maker mode. Um, but because of that, like they were, there were some really unique takes on Mario platforming, and so I thought that was really fun. Uh, I think the thing that stops me from coming back to Mario Maker Two is, you know, like the fact that it's just really difficult to find levels that are fun to play. Yeah. Um, you know, like even uh, the I think it is so much fun to watch, like in games done quick, like the speed runs of Mario Maker Two. But those levels are not would not be fun for me to play, and I feel like that's like what I run into a lot with the game, where like um, the levels just like aren't that fun. I liked the tagging system a lot. I liked where you could like mm-hmm. um, you know like add comments and like uh, tag if you enjoyed playing levels. And like thought that was great. I just wish that uh, Nintendo had been more active, not even in curation, but active in continuing to make their own levels and like promoting them on their channel so that way there was a constant stream of like content that i knew was going to be quality it also would have been nice if they had more curation tools like they did have with the original super mario maker where there was like a website where you could like keep playlists of of levels and share them that way um you know again we we have these phone apps that it, it seems like the integration and like how to share them and like turn that into a social network should be uh, better 
um, but it's just not like you have to see a code and you type it into your switch and it's just like my god i can't believe it takes so much effort to share and curate levels um you know maybe for super mario maker 3 so uh we'd already mentioned dragon quest builders 2 um so the next one is marvel ultimate alliance 3 which did get dlc which i did buy and which i really enjoyed my time with and but i have not picked up for a long time at this point patrick this is a game that i absolutely would love to go back to but in the right scenario and the right scenario Mm. for me is this it is is when uh like we don't have to quarantine anymore you and I can hang out for an entire day, and all we're going to do from morning to night is play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 in multiplayer. I mean, honestly, how dare you? That sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, th- honestly, this is a game that I like. I feel like is within my genre, is within my wheelhouse, is something that I wanted to play in the first place and simply didn't. Um, I think probably because I was sort of our vanguard into Fire Emblem Three Houses, like you caught up after spending your time. Uh, with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I was like, no, three houses for me. I need to play it right now. Um, but yeah, no, this is one that uh, I'm I'm putting on my proper um, backlog list. I want to play it. It's really good. Like, uh, it's super. It's super fun. Um, yeah, man. I, <laughs> I I would love to play this game in multiplayer. Uh, next up is Fire Emblem Three Houses which uh, both you and I put a lot of time into finished like at least one playthrough um, scene one like storyline. I didn't pick up any of the DLC. Yeah, I didn't either, but like it kind of falls into that uh, category of Fire Emblem DLC where like some of it is uh, meaningful, but a lot of it is just sort of like extra fluff. Um, But there is that thing that like adds the extra house of like outcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that would I this is one that I think it actually would be a lot of fun to go in, pick a different house, uh probably the the Black Eagles because like neither of us played that one and like yeah, I want to be the bad guys. Let me be the bad guys. Um and then also visit like the the new house from from the DLC. This is one that I think is is probably um like I don't think about it as something that I would like to revisit, but I would have a blast. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Because I feel like I had a very satisfying experience with it just with my one playthrough, but I do think going through another house would be really exciting. Yeah, and it's been it's been enough time. It's been over a year. Like I, I want to get I want to get back to it. So next is Astral Chain, and this is one that I my interest is so piqued by because so many people Ooh. that I like know and whose opinion I respect had such a good time with it. But that everything leading up to its release, I was like not into. Mm, that's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, what what do you find not interesting about it? Like, I just um, remember like the trailers yeah. being like really off putting. Where they you know, do that was, thing that we hate, right? Yeah, <laughs> where like, the talking over yeah, uh, it's just like scenes of generic action. Yeah, right, with just like no context at all, and so I didn't feel like I knew what the game was, and even today I don't feel like I could really tell you what the game is. Um, but I just know so many people who have liked it that it's like, oh, maybe I would like I need to reevaluate it or at least experience some of it because there's obviously something there that like uh, I just dismissed. Yeah, my worry is that it falls under the, and I think 
both of us uh, just skipped it. Neither of us bought it or really put any. That there wasn't a demo, um, so I don't really have any experience with it. I, that's kind of where I'm happy, like leaving it for for me personally. Um, you know, we mentioned with uh, Bayonetta that like the um, third person person stylish action game from platform isn't really our speed. Um, I'm gonna maintain that on this one. But uh, uh, Mark, do you think that's something that you'll go back to? I think it is something. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say like yes because um. But I do wish there was a demo. I guess I'll say that. Right, right. Actually, what I really wish is that I could borrow it from somebody, um, because I don't know yeah. that I want to. I don't know that I want to buy it, but I would love to, you know, like at least check it out. Right. Super Kirby Clash. This is the free to start like downloadable I, game. I say we skip it. Like this is the, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like this and the uh, the Kirby Fighters too. When we get to it, like I don't think either of us have any interest in either of these. Totally, games. completely. Uh, oh yeah. And speaking of that exactly, um, Damon X Machina, I think another one we can just pull off the list entirely, right? Yeah. Yep. Marker, you're you're reading the ones in the forties, right? <laughs> Didn't I just do the ones in the thirties? Did you? Oh yeah, maybe maybe I'm messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that, that that's what was happening there. Um all right, uh next up uh, number 42 is The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Um a beautiful uh remake of the Game Boy game and one that I did do everything you can do including all of the like dungeon maker stuff. Um Yeah, I I have I have no need to revisit this. I I loved it, but uh you know, I'm done. Yeah, I feel the same way. I also feel like there's less there to revisit. Like I think this is one that maybe in like 20 years or so I'll yeah. want to go back to. Uh, and then number 43 is Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition, um, a game which I played an absolute ton of, finished, like, theoretically. There's a bunch of, uh, like, third act or end game stuff that, like, I never finished. Um, like, I got to the point where it's like, oh, no, now you have to grind like it's an old school Dragon Quest game. And I was like, okay, I've, I've had hundred uh, over 100 hours of fun with this. I can uh, safely walk away satisfied. This is one that's on my uh, wall of shame. It's my backlog of shame and one that put uh, an asterisk next to it with a bullet because I definitely intend to play it someday. Um, I love Dragon Quest. I was so like hyped for this game and I was really hyped for Patrick to get into it. And yet I have failed to like break the barrier i played it's, like maybe an yeah. hour of it and then just put it down because i tried because i tried it's to such do a it, funny like, reversal right because like you had talked it up and like you know you had talked about like other dragon quest games coming to like 3ds and like all this stuff and then like this game came out and we're out you know i i even picked up picked up 11 on like playstation was like no nah, this isn't really for me and then i was like no you know what i'm gonna like i'm gonna try it mark things so highly of this series uh and then i absolutely loved 11s uh and it drives me nuts that you haven't gotten to it <laughs> i know i know it doesn't make sense what i blame it on is like coming so close after me finishing three houses where it was sure. like "Ooh, i just don't think i can do this again right now um but that's no excuse i definitely need to put some time oh into it's it. an excuse it's an excuse <laughs> <laughs> uh next up is luigi's mansion 3 which also has dlc and uh in particular multiplayer dlc 
that you don't have to be local to play. You can do it online. Um, Mark, I feel dumb for not playing this game more than I did. Like, I, I feel like this is one where I've genuinely messed up. I really like this game. I never finished it. I've never played it online. I think about playing it with my friend Trisha. I think about playing it with you, and I don't make any moves to actually do that. Yeah, I feel like we tried, or one time we were, like, going to do it, but then, like, I didn't have it on, downloaded on my Switch or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, so, and then we played Salmon Run instead. And so, yeah, yeah, because it was just, like, uh, uh, we just didn't want to wait that long. But, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I This is one where it's, like, how did I never, how did we never do the multiplayer? It just doesn't I make don't sense. Know. Let's make a date to actually do this because yeah. I think we, we, we can do this from our homes and be safe. Let's actually do this. Um, next up is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mark, not being real big Pokemon guys, uh, I feel like we both sort of got the experience we were going to get out of that. And, you know, as uh, Nintendo suckers, we will buy the next Pokemon whatever. So, like, I'll just save, you know, totally. any interest in, in uh, playing the next one. Uh, next up on the list, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp. F-E. This one feeling good about. Don't have to yeah, worry about it going yeah, to my backlog. I am uh, having a grand old time with it. And don't forget that you also can have a grand old time with it by entering our contest. Um, I'm putting blinders up on this one. Uh, maybe it would interest me, but uh, I don't really care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm, I'm, I'm blinders up on it. Does <laughs> that make sense? Fair. I'm I, opting it, out. It totally <laughs> does. Yep. Yep. It's totally okay. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, this one is... I would 100% put it in the category where I had my experience with it and I'm happy to put it away. Uh, by the end, I was feeling like a weird stress about Animal Crossing. Yeah. And if I feel like if I'm experiencing that in my life, like Animal Crossing is just not worth Don't it. Make it, so... Don't make it work. Don't make it work. Yes. Uh, Animal Crossing for me is an ongoing concern. Impossible to revisit as I'm always visiting it. Uh, playing it so much that it is part of the reason why we started this conversation about what in our backlog should we uh, reinvestigate. So uh, I have had my experience. I will continue to have my experience. Next up is Good Job. And this is one of those uh, Nintendo published kind of indie-ish games um, that I, I don't think... Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like neither of us checked it out, right? No, and I'm I'm even having trouble rem remembering what exactly this one is. Is it like you're the weird like blob thing or something, and you're just making no. a mess at work? And yeah, I mean, yeah, you are you are making a mess at work, but like you're trying to get things done at work, and yeah. you're like a you're like a little man. Oh, okay, okay. You're not you're not a blob, Mark. You're not a blob. <laughs> uh, I probably won't check this out. Um. I'll, I'm not going to lie. It's one I'm interested in. Clubhouse games. What to do about Clubhouse games? 51 because, worldwide classics. Yeah. And I picked this up. I played a tiny bit of it. Played it online with friend of the show, June. Can't remember if you and I played a little bit of it I as well. I don't think we did. Yeah. But um, uh, I think the most fun I had was playing Yahtzee. And then that was like the extent of it. Yeah, Sarah and I played Moncala one night, and it was really fun. Um, and like, it's just—I don't know. Yeah, th this one almost doesn't even really feel like a game so much as it is just like the next time you want to do like board game night, you don't know like what to do. Um, like, it's it, it's great to pull out. I I don't even know if it belongs on this list of like things that you can revisit. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm about to get way back into like checkers. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This one just Clubhouse games did not really click for me, so it wasn't one that I was super excited for. Um, 
Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, you had blinders up for uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, I had blinders up for Xenoblade Chronicles. It might as well not exist. Yeah, I mean, that's... I do not have blinders up. I keep trying them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not... I'm being honest with myself here. I am not going back to these games. Uh, next up, The Ring Fit Adventure. Um, yeah, I... Again, this is one of the games that I, I have been playing um, and feel pretty good about playing. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, an ongoing concern for me. Ring Fitted, the like ring con is sitting kind of like behind my TV. So I see it constantly as I'm walking by and just like, oh, yes, Ring Fit Adventure. Um, I, yeah, I don't know that I'll come back to it. I really liked it, but um, like, I think it's such a cool idea. And I was so amazed that it worked and I had so much fun doing it. But then also I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. Because it is. Ring Fit Adventure is not easy. No. Yeah, I mean, you're going to work up a big old sweat, um, like, for sure. Um, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm spending a, enough time just, like, at home sitting in front of a computer <laughs> where I'm like, I need to get up. I need to do something. Yeah. And, like, I've walked through my neighborhood so many times. <laughs> like, I just, I need to, if I didn't have Ring Fit Adventure right now, I don't, I, I, I think it has been a genuinely, like, sanity-saving thing for me. Next up is Stretchers, which is another one of those, like, indie, I don't even know how to classify it, but, like, smaller Nintendo-published titles. Yeah. That has and, the and feel of an indie game, but is not an indie game. Yeah. Um, where you're, like, two dudes, uh, like, EMTs trying to ferry bodies from wherever they've injured themselves to your ambulance. This one looks awesome. And, it does. Like, I, I don't know why we never, like, dug into it. Um, I, I would for sure l be interested in um, playing this one. And then if there is online multiplayer, so I put an asterisk next to it, even if, <laughs> even though you haven't said anything about it yet, um, that uh, if, if we could play it online together, um, that'd be great. Otherwise, I'm sure I can convince Sarah to play some of this. Yeah, for me, like, and I feel the same way about Good Job, like, um, they, they may be worth like the 20 bucks or whatever they are. Like, I'm not saying that they're not, but it's just too high a price. For me to want to check it out, I will remove your marker from the stretchers. <laughs> I, I just, I just wish it was cheaper. Like, um, right. uh, yeah. I also, if anybody knows the genesis of these games, like, are they indie games that Nintendo is seeing and is like saying that they will publish? Are they titles that Nintendo like is farming out? Like, how are these games happening? Because it, it's happened enough times that it seems like something that they are, like, you know, like uh, the the robot butt stomping one. I would yeah. flip wars. Like I would believe that that was a tech demo that they were like, we can just turn this into a DLC or like to like a small downloadable title. But these other ones like good job and stretchers, like that does not seem to be the case. And so I'm just super curious how they come about. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's very, uh, it's interesting that they never like get around to grafting Nintendo IP onto it too. Right. Like, yeah, that it's, it's not like, mario at work or like uh waluigi is an emt which is horrifying <laughs> patrick i feel like stretchers we could fairly say that like maybe we put a dollar sign or something it's like i'd be interested in this if somebody mm. else bought it and i could just sure uh, experience it it's it's an if then statement <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um next up is pokemon mystery dungeon rescue team dx developed by game freak um i i played the demo of this and i i, I, don't, I don't need to play anymore mark i i, I don't i don't know about yeah. you no, I, I feel the same. Do you know what? I'm a little worried uh, 
not worried, but like um, new Pokemon Snap, which comes out at the end of April. Uh, yeah. You know, we I'm keep... also worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I know I'm buying this. And but am I actually going <laughs> to enjoy it? Uh, remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, not something I'm interested in going back to. Uh, jump rope challenge. I think we can probably just skip a cute little experience, um, but no one has any reason to uh, get back into that. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Loved it. Loved my time with it. Had a blast. I can't think of any reason to go back. I'm not even sure it's one that like in the future I'm going to be like, ooh, I need to revisit uh, the Origami King. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't uh, move on this one. Um, Paper Mario is sort of my jam mario rpgs are um and like i mean maybe i'm just a little bit burnt out from uh getting the two remakes of the mario and luigi games on on 3ds um so this is one that i i'm going to say that i am interested in uh visiting at some point but now is not that time like you know maybe later in the year when we're still like what is nintendo putting out this year um then then i'll go for uh origami king this is one that I genuinely wish that I would have bought a physical version instead of uh, digitally because I wish I could loan it to you. Yeah, um, that would do I, it, I, honestly. I, yeah. And then you wouldn't have to. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what I should have done, and I regret not doing it. Uh, then Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, I mean, yes. Playing I that will is, definitely. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also I haven't played Galaxy yet. And so, oh, you gotta play Galaxy. I know, I know. I played 64, I went right into Sunshine, and then I can't even remember what was happening at the time, but I didn't play um, Galaxy. And so, yeah, that is definitely like actively on my to do list. You know, I just realized I am a dang hypocrite because I didn't play Galaxy either. I watched Sarah play. (laughs) I need to do it. I need to just play it for myself. I love that game. Yeah. Then is Super Mario Brothers 35, which, uh, you know, is only going to be available until the end of March, maybe? Um, I think I had my experience with that game. Never unlocked Luigi as a playable character. <laughs> Sorry, I failed you on that one. Um, but yeah, I think I've had my experience with that, and I'm done. You know, uh, after I watched um, the Super Mario 35, Super Mario Brothers 35 speedrun during Awful Games Done Quick yeah. uh, earlier this year, I like understood the meta, and I understood like the metagame. And, Whoa. Like, how you're supposed to you were saying like, the matrix un- yeah understood in like giant air quotes because it's like i heard <laughs> you know experts talk about it and then right. i was like oh i under i kind of understand how i could be better at this game so i did go back and play a little bit more of it um for, it didn't grab me the same way that tetris 99 did i think it was a cool experiment um and i would love to see them do more of things like this but just give me nes remix just give me snes remix Totally. Um, there's something about playing Super Mario 35 as it came out right around the same time as the um, Game & Watch that had Super Mario Brothers 1 and, Lo- and Lost Levels in it, um, like really brought out uh, the difference between how Mario controls now and how Mario controlled, you know, 35 years ago. Um, and like, I-, I really enjoy the updates to Mario's control scheme in Super Mario Brothers 35. Like, it, it is a fun way to execute on the Mario one formula. So it is a great game, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. Burned out on it. Uh, then, uh, Kirby fighters two, which I think we said earlier, we're just throwing in the get, get out of here. We don't care about this category. Yeah. Um, and then also from Hal laboratory, part-time UFO. Um, Mark, did you play this at all? I, I only no, played I, it on phone like years yeah. ago. 
I, I didn't play it at all. Uh, and this is another one where, like, the price is just a little bit too much for me to want to dive in. Is it, like, 20 bucks? No, it's not. I don't think... I think it's, like, 10. Like, I don't think it's, like, outrageously expensive, but it's just one of those things where it's, like, man, I I spend so much money on, like, games that I don't really play, yeah. and, like, should I just get this on mobile if I'm going to get it? Because it's, like, 4 bucks on mobile, so... yeah. Next up is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. And I guarantee you, Patrick, I am never going to play this. Although I would love to. This is one that maybe we put a dollar sign next to. Because if somebody has it and I can go over to their house someday and watch That's them the play part it. of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that not only do we need uh, the game and cart itself, but we need access to a huge space <laughs> that we do not have in yeah. our apartments in Los Angeles. So, yeah. <laughs> So I, I think Mario Kart Live, something sadly I will probably never experience. Yeah. Um, at Pikmin 3 Deluxe, I think I've determined that the Pikmin series is just not for me. Um, did you pick it up at all? or were you No, just I didn't. In fact, I, did, I didn't even play the demo. I think I've just like, for whatever reason, I just do not have the capacity in my heart for yeah. Pikmin. I just don't care enough. Although I have to say, kind of like with Captain Toad, where like uh, when you... Uh, examine it closely you're like this is extremely adorable objectively um, cute yeah when uh we when we were when my husband was playing like some switch games um like he was doing ring fit adventure and stuff like that we uh chose like a user icon for him and he was like immediately attracted to the pikmin that's because like they are cute like they're very like expressive yeah. and like they're they're fun so i appreciate that part of it but i'm never gonna play pikmin 3 this one is 100% on my, like, Patrick, get back to this game. You like it. You enjoy it when you're playing it. Um, and also, it has um, co-op. Uh, and uh, there was a period where I was, like, this close to convincing Sarah to play it with me. And then I never followed through on it because, you know, uh, we're all stuck at home and depressed all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I, just, I just let that progress go to waste. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. This is one I felt overwhelmed by. Uh, I was putting time into it. I was really enjoying it. And then so many icons showed up on the map and just more and more icons. (laughs) I felt felt overwhelmed. It it stressed me out because um, it just felt like I was never making progress. Because as soon as I did something, like as soon as I did one mission, like five more showed up. And I think that was supposed to like surprise and delight me, but it did not. It just caused anxiety. Right. I really wish they could just mainline this game of just being like, now move to the next thing, now to the next thing. And whatever like bonuses or stat increases I would get from like visiting the stable and like either having the resources that they want or not. Because um, you can't like find, you, you, you just encounter stuff. Like you don't, you, you can't like go out hunting for it. Um, that I, I, that they, you would just get those automatically and you could just like experience the game. This is another one where I'm like, I really should get back to it, and I sort of enjoy it when I'm uh, like at it, but I'm going to do a let's be honest with ourselves here kind of thing and say that I am not getting back to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I Part of me thinks that, like, well, actually, I'm not going to drag you into it other than I would love for you to hopefully like keep me honest, and in the future, like, don't let me buy a Musou game because I just don't think they're for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, really, I think we should sit each other down before buying a Musou game or a JRPG and really be like, <laughs> are you ready for this right now? 
You yeah. know what kind of time commitment this could. Do you have at least like two consecutive weekends where you're planning to play the game for at least 10 hours? Because you know you need that just to get started. Right. Yep. Yep. I, th- I think we owe it to each other. Yes. Um, Fitness Boxing 2, we talked about uh, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. Uh, the kind of like re-release slash first-time localization slash update to uh, the NES game that was brought over by Nintendo of America for the 30th anniversary of Fire Emblem, I think? Yes. Or possibly 35. I, mean, I think it's the 35th. Same as Mario. Is that possible? I, I don't think Look, it is. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I bought this because, of course, I did. Uh, I think it was like six bucks or something. Um, will I ever play it? Doubtful. But, I, but because it was only six bucks, I don't feel too much shame having this in my backlog. Um, I bought this twice. I bought the... <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's right. I, I bought the uh, digital version of this, and then uh, there was also a um, physical version that like went on sale. Yeah, that um, deluxe that, version, like, which is really, really cool. Which is sweet, and it's hot. But I, like, I, don't, I don't even have it out. Like, I have it just like sort of hidden away. Um, and like Sarah and I were talking the other day that like it's time for us to change the Amiibo that we have in our Amiibo case um there's like a, a case that's out and just is filled with animal crossing characters right now and have been for the last like year um and maybe it's time to like take those down and put that like cool clear um nes cartridge that's like made of glass Ooh, yeah um, put that up there and then like actually play it this is one that i am uh 100 like i have to play this game <laughs> i have to i bought it twice I mean, what, what, what am I doing? <laughs> if I don't play it, I feel like it's just evidence that I've lost my mind, Mark. How much was the, uh, the deluxe edition? I think it was 50, bu- 50 or 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean it's, they, cool. they, it's really cool. They, yeah. They, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. The art book is of lower quality than I would have liked it to be. Mm. Uh, finally, uh, when we're talking about released games, we have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. This one I have not dived into yet because I have so much momentum going with Tokyo Mirage Sessions. And so I'm seeing that through to the end before I pivot to Super Mario 3D World. So I don't really know how to count this one as far as like backlog is concerned because I'm, it's not a uh, active going concern for me right now. But I also don't, it's top of mind, so I don't feel like it's, yeah. like, backlogged. Yeah, uh, and, and this is one that, for, for me, uh, like, my single-player experience of it is done. I will continue to play it um, with Sarah whenever she wants. Um, and Mark, if you ever want to hit me up, I will also happily uh, help you through um, any, any part of that game. It's, it's fun to run around. Also, uh, the last time we played it together, we used the Nintendo Switch Online app to chat with each other, <laughs> like, to speak. It That's works. Right, we did. Yeah, it does work. So I, uh, I think it's fair to put an asterisk on this one um, okay. to keep me honest, but uh, I do intend to go back to it very soon. Um, so that's it. Those are all of the games that Nintendo has published on the Nintendo Switch. I said 66, but I had a Kirby game on here twice, so I edited it in real time. Um, those 65 games, uh, we don't need to go through what we know that Nintendo is publishing in, in the next couple months, right? I don't think so, only because it, it depresses me to think that we are actively putting um, unreleased games into our backlog. 
just because of like <laughs> it's a preemptive yeah it's not good it's it's nice to live with the dream that it's like ah yes this video game that i am about to purchase i know that i will play it uh all the way through uh, so that's what our backlogs look like. If you want to tell us what your backlogs look like, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Also, if we, uh, you know, if one of us has said, like, I put my blinders up on that, or we scoffed at something, and you're like, hold on a second, guys. Hold on, fellas. I listen to your show, and I know the kind of games you like, and I think you're being stupid. Um, also, email us about that. I would love to hear it. Um, all right, Mark, let's close this out. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever you share stuff. It's all very good. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying you can keep us honest too. Sit us down, have a talk. We know we're not going to play that RPG. Thank you for listening. Ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at 9 Cloverfield Lane? Or what if I told you that Dr. Loomis's worst patient wasn't Michael Myers? I'm Adam Peacock, host of the podcast My Neighbors Are Dead. Join me each week as I talk to the lesser-known characters from your favorite horror films. Each week is an all-new, fully improvised journey into the unknown, featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy, horror, and beyond. New episodes every Tuesday on Campfire Media. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Campfire.